0: Welcome to Book of Vashti Podcast, where we have conversations that encourage other Christians as we grow through life. We'll be talking about topics such as finances, mental health awareness, entrepreneurship, and many other topics that Christians may struggle with. Join us as we get into today's episode. Welcome to the very first episode of Book of Vashti Podcast. I am so excited to start this conversation. In this episode, we have a very important guest, Miss Karen smith Pratt. Our topic for the day is how cancel culture has affected the church. I saw this question posed to the women on The reel, and I think it would have been a great topic to talk about, although theirs was worded differently. Um, for those who don't know what ca- cancel culture is, Um, It is otherwise known as call-out culture, and it is a modern form of ostracism in which someone is thrust out of social or professional circles, and in this case, Christian circles, either online or in the real world. Um, So let's just get into it. My question for you today, Karen. do you think cancel culture has been beneficial to the world today? To the world,
1: I mean, looking at it from, looking at it from a Christian aspect, I would say no because the practices and the thought process that goes behind cancel culture is really not Christian. Like it's, it's saying that because this person did this thing or said this thing that I or whoever finds um, inappropriate or I disagree with, I'm now gonna ostracize this person as if the person can't change their mind, the person can't repent, the person can't ever do better. It's like, you did this, too bad, go away. And that's not what the Bible teaches, that's not what Jesus teaches. And so I don't see the benefit.
0: Well, I honestly could see the other point of view as well as yours. You know, I got to see things from both points of view, but in the other side, like I know some people see it as a benefit, whereas their children now see, they don't see the celebrities and they don't see um, the other stars as, you know, these perfect people anymore. They see them as okay. You have faults, and because of this fault, I might not be following you anymore, or I might not be, you know, interested in all the stuff that you into because I realize, you know, they're they stars, but they're not these perfect human beings. Like how most kids see celebrities. What do you think about that? I understand that,
1: but oh, what was I thinking just now while you were talking? I was going to say oh my question is how long do we cancel people for because I feel like cancel culture makes it seem as though these people are canceled permanently Uh. and yes this star could fall fail whatever but that like I said it doesn't mean that they can't do better they can't like make up for what they did and so if cancel culture is permanent or long term or whatever what, like, do we give the, do we not give these people a chance when they try to do better? Or is it just like, yes, you're doing better now, but remember what you did five years ago. Remember what you did. Yeah. Two years ago? How long do we cancel them for? So I'm not saying that if someone, you know, whatever, if someone does wrong, that we shouldn't like reprimand them or, you know, tell them that it was wrong, tell them that they need to do better. Sure. Maybe, if like if a celebrity we thought was you know living for the lord and we find out that they living in sin maybe i don't buy their cd you know maybe i don't buy this one cd but if they come back and we like we see the fruit of their repentance how
0: long do we cancel them for that's what i wanted that's true okay and so my next question do you think cancel culture was first started in the church if not started even practiced something that is practiced in the church uh, I don't I definitely believe it's
1: practiced in the church it shouldn't be but I definitely believe that it is first started I don't know I don't know because like I i feel like for me specifically even when you talked to me about the theme of this episode i was kind of like cancel culture in the church like i see cancel culture on instagram i don't (laughs) you know i don't hear anyone in church say oh i'm gonna cancel this person or pastor so and so is canceled like i don't hear that in church and so i was just kind of like where is manda going with this but since then I have like been able to identify situations where people get canceled, but I can't say who did it first. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know.
0: But it but definitely know, does
1: happen in the church.
0: Yes. But we know cancel culture is a, a very modern term. And I feel like even though it's this modern term, like when I actually when I keep seeing it, I was like, what does it even mean? You know, and I went and looked, um, like look it up and everything. And I was like, this is something that always happened. Like I, I knew about it, like that people d- do this, but now they make a name for it, you know? And so um, with the, started in the church, like I say, well, like you said, I'm not sure either. I, I don't know, but definitely practice. I agree with you with that. And um, in the case of like divorce, if someone gets a divorce like sometimes people look at that person and be like i don't have nothing to do with you again like i don't want have like we gotta classify put you over there and like you know you're in a whole different classification because you've made this big sin and you know some people take that and they legit cancel that person they don't want them they they wouldn't want to see them in any ministries anymore they wouldn't it's like okay, because you did this one thing, you don't deserve to be able to do any other great thing for God. Or in another example, if a girl gets pregnant out of wedlock, same thing with her. You wouldn't wanna see her singing in the choir. You wouldn't wanna see her even working in a nursery. That's how some, I mean, if she had a baby, I would see (laughs) she should be working in the nursery. <laughs> Some people don't think they should be doing anything, and I'm just like, what? Like, this is something that we I see practicing.
1: What are your thoughts? <laughs> okay, so I definitely feel like with any sin, any sin really, there needs to be a first of all, there needs to be repentance. Yes, more than anything, there there needs to be repentance because, obviously you were on a track that wasn't the way that you know the lord would have wanted you to go Mm -hmm. and so there definitely needs to be repentance you definitely need to turn around and go in the direction of jesus yes i definitely believe there should be repentance and we don't really we don't see people's hearts so a person can say they repented and not have repented. Or the person could not say anything and have repented. We don't know that, mm-hmm. right? So I do know that some churches practice church discipline, like just as like a like a um, counseling type of thing for people when they get into sin. But I feel like the bit, one of the biggest problems is that we have like this hierarchy of sin. And really the hierarchy is just based on how much of your sin I can see. Mm, right? Yes. So, if I can't see your sin, then you okay, you know? If you, if I don't go to the club, I don't get drunk, I don't whatever, I don't be on carnival half naked, whatever the case may be, I ain't see you there. So if you there, I don't know that. So I ain't really like checking for your sin because I don't see it. But if you show up pregnant, I see this with my two eyes and now <laughs> you are now disqualified Yeah. That church without your wife, without your children, now you are disqualified from the ministry based on human standards. You are disqualified from doing anything for Jesus. But um, I really do think that there should be a period of of counseling because even I feel like we tend to forget that yes, these people sinned, although we all sin, but they are also going through things Exactly. Because, like, I being a 29 year old woman, I can't imagine myself getting pregnant at a wedlock today. <laughs> like if I show sure up pregnant, y'all are gonna need to comfort me. <laughs> I got stress, you know, I can't imagine like, and a lot of times in those types of situations, like the the father isn't there or even if he is there, like if you still living at home with your parents, you got to struggle with like, I don't want my me be the one to, you know, only take care of my child and I don't know when my child will go to the daddy and I don't know when this could happen I'm just trying to arrange all these things that married people don't usually have to deal with because the baby in the next like you laying with your husband your baby next to you or next door or whatever y'all take turns which a lot of people who have children out of are wedlock aren't they don't have that privilege because of their situation and we just look at well she pregnant and we don't realize that you know she just had to deliver a baby she might have had a c-section she might have had a premature baby she might have had all kinds of things that mm-hmm. yes she sinned but she got other things going on now and we just look at well child i don't want nothing to do it all because you know she's be having sex and there's other people out there having sex that just ain't pregnant exactly let's, let's talk about that how they ain't, <laughs> just ain't pregnant exactly. and the it- question might be why they ain't pregnant
0: not only that especially the other foot let's say the girl get pregnant but the boy who she had still in the ministry still leading the song because he ain't got no belly every day because you cannot
1: see that that's what he doing that, like that's what it really it kind of comes down to because it's like okay the boy tends to not get the same repercussions or mm-hmm. let's say she get pregnant and before you even find out she killed the baby so you don't never know what happened mm-hmm. but she's still singing in the choir then what then what what do we do how do how do we judge that and then with the divorce people I mean I <laughs> I feel like if I got divorced I'd be
0: grieving too exactly to that's, a whole, that's a whole like okay just like I mean for me I'm a newlywed and I just got married and even with that that was a big step yeah it was it's a transition a from that big step like I made this big life change to mm-hmm. go and like to decide and to separate from someone like exactly the, that, same person, that 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 take a lot like mm-hmm. most of the time that happens that that a lot of stuff happens for people to mm-hmm. get to that point and mm-hmm. instead of us showing that person love and you know comfort like we just we just like like, what you doing exactly Um, and yeah go ahead no go 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 okay i agree i agree with everything you were saying um um i i feel as if like us as christians we like okay you know the song you know we are christians by our love right I feel like a lot of Christians don't necessarily practice that when it comes to certain situations, because I mean, the Bible does say that these things are sin. But like I say, and like you said, um, no sin is greater than the other. God doesn't look upon us and say, oh, you want to commit adultery? OK, so your, 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 um, your consequence is going to be greater than someone who likes to lie. My my sin, like let's say someone you know they come to church, um, with a big belly because you know she pregnant. We know she didn't get married, and I, you know who is who am I to go be looking at her and then turn around and go lie to my neighbor? Mm-hmm. God don't see the difference in that. A sin mm-hmm. is a sin. I'm a sin is be a wrong. sin. The
1: Bible does mention like you know their sins of the body and other types of sins, but sin is sin. And sin sin keeps us out of heaven. Sin keeps us from having a relationship with God. It's sin, not adultery
0: or not lying, it's sin. Exactly. It's not specific that which which sin is greater than the other. Now we see inside the Bible, some examples where God um, took it upon himself for certain sins. You know, he acted for himself. Like in an example for Cain, Cain killed his brother. And God put a curse on him, you know, like we saw that, but I mean that doesn't say a murderer is greater than someone who lied because when they was in the garden, Adam and Eve, they lied to God. Well they deferred the truth, you know. And third, in that third. case. In that case, they got cast out they of the garden the and in the, end, <laughs> <deferred> the truth. <laughs> In the end, and still was death. They still died. Mm-hmm. If God had it the way He wanted it, with a world without sin! Adam Eve would still be alive today. No one would have to die, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that that um that mindset that one sin is greater than the other, and oh, because your sin is more visible, where people could see, and you know, mm-hmm. um, like that 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 mindset. I feel like that's kind of hurting Christians some Christians Mm -hmm. because a lot of people because you know sometimes they end up in a situation whereas they didn't know better like someone who probably didn't grow up in church or came Mm -hmm. on the bus route they don't know better they don't know that you know I shouldn't hang around with with these type of people or this with my family member doing this is wrong
1: you Mm -hmm. know they might
0: not know and instead of showing us as Christians, showing them love and guidance, we just criticize them and be like, oh, don't we don't wanna have nothing to do with them. You know, basically canceling them out, basically putting them out of their reach where I'm not gonna be talking to them. I'm not gonna have nothing to do with them. Or even if you have a little part in their life, you still keep yourself at this big distance where you don't even, like you don't see yourself on the same level as them you see yourself above them you know you like uh-huh. i would never do that you know and i feel like that mindset on the whole is very it's very disturbing because we all human beings yeah
1: i also think not i think but you know galatians 1 says that if a man is overtaken in a fault you which are spiritual restore him in the spirit of meekness considering yourself lest I also be tempted, right? And how do we really, how can we restore someone if they're canceled, if they're ostracized? Like how, like, I don't think you can restore someone from a hundred feet away, you know? Like, I can restore you from over here. You stay over there. I'll stay over here, but I can encourage you from in the Lord from over here. I don't think that works, right? And the Bible tells us that we, when we see that these people are overtaken in sin, which usually I would say that, in church cultures usually people are canceled because of some type of like blatant sin usually i i don't i would hate to think that people are being canceled for standing for the lord <laughs> and, but usually they cancel for like some type of like visible sin and it's like okay you see this person is sin what are you going to do about it mm-hmm. do you just leave them on their own and say, well, I'm gonna run away from you and you do what you want. Like, how is that gonna help that person? You know? And even when people get to the point where where they're pregnant out of wedlock, they're divorced, they're committing adultery or whatever, you gotta realize that this is not uh, something that they woke up and decided to do. Like this was a progression, Mm -hmm. a progression of thoughts, a progression of actions, a progression of beliefs that led them down this road. And so, they need more help. Like this is not the time to ostracize them. If anything, you might need to bring them closer, because yeah. they've already been down this road. Now they're dealing with whatever decision they've made, and they need spiritual help more than than they did before. Yes,
0: and speaking on that, like what um, I, I thinking about the verse that you, I mean that something you mentioned like it's a progression of different type of sins that people do and um the words escape me right now but um let's say this bring it forth sin and sin bring it forth death um i gotta find that but basically it it's basically saying you know i'm almost sure me? Basically, it's saying, you know, like, it's not just, okay, I jump straight onto, um, straight into the, 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 the worst set of, you know, just the consequences. It's like a progression, like you say, it's a smaller thing. Like, how do you even say, like, okay, first, first, you know, a child, they start, you know, they see the little change on the floor instead of asking their parents for it, they just go and grab it and say that's their money or whatever. Then they see when well, we put dollar on the counter and then they start taking that. <laughs> and then they start seeing their friend leaving their money or their friend, leaving, you know, people they, people who around them who they trust and stuff like that. They leaving their stuff around and they go grab that. And then eventually they start robbing people houses. They start robbing the banks. They start robbing, you know, like they start doing all this stuff because it, it started with this small little thing. And then it just gradually got bigger. And sometimes that's why um, some people, like I say, they don't have any guidance. They they don't know that this is not what you're supposed to do. Now, I'm not saying that they don't know the difference between right and wrong, but okay, I know that that this is wrong, but what do I do instead of this? Because all my life, this is what I saw. What do I do other than that? Like some people, like, what do you think? people could do to prevent canceling these people? Because sometimes, like I say, they don't have the guidance, they don't know themselves how to handle the situation. So how do we say, okay, this is, you know, what, what are some suggestions that you think you could give um, for people, you know, not to cancel people, but also for people who in these situations, you know, different things that they could pre- do to prevent their sins. Okay,
1: so look, before, I need you to repeat that question, but before you do, the first you were talking about is James 1, 14 yes. and 15, where it says every man is tempted, and when he's when he drawn away of his own lust and enticed, and when lust, has, when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, it bringeth forth death. So there's that. Um, you are asking me what do we do about the people who don't have guidance before they get to the point where they make the decision. Yes. That ends up with them being canceled, I had, I had that was two the first parts. part. That's the first part, yeah. And the second part was what do we, who may not be canceled or be, the cancelers <laughs> do when these <laughs> people get in friend. situations instead of canceling them? Yes. Okay, so for the first part, Definitely um, discipleship, like discipleship and just getting involved in people's lives. Um, I found that a lot of Christians, uh, a lot of Christians, I wanna say that they love selfish Christian lives. So it's like, I'll use myself as an example. When I first got to my church, I was kind of like, I had already been saved. I was out of church for like two years. I knew the Lord wanted me to go back to church went to church and I literally like I would get to church early if you know my church if you don't start early but I got to church early I would sit in the corner by myself like people would try to talk to me and I just be like hi you know hi <laughs> and I would never talk to anyone As soon as church was over I'd go on like they'd be like oh we have a fellowship after in the back we have food i gone. go on <laughs> I'm not my business I came here to hear the word of God I go on see you later see you next Sunday, see you tonight, you know, like, I ain't trying to hear no one, I ain't trying to talk to no one, I ain't trying to have no relationship with no one, I just come here to hear the word of God, and I go on, right, and one of the young ladies at the church, you know her, but I won't mention her name, she one day like they were having some type of fellowship thing afterwards and i was ready to go to my car like i was standing at my car about to open the door and she was like karen you going in the back and i was like for what <laughs> for what and she was like they have food and so i was like i have food in my house I don't food. and she's like you can talk to people for what i don't come here to talk to people i come here to talk to hear the word of god and go home and she like she started a conversation with me and so we just talked and then she convinced me to go on the back but at first I was like I ain't here for y'all I ain't here to make no relationship like yes I'll tell y'all hi I'll tell y'all bye but I ain't come here to make no relationship with y'all but I also I come from that kind of like family where it's just us
0: Like, like we don't
1: have visitors at our house we don't like stay at people's house it's just us so if you don't live in our house and you don't, like, you don't see us. We don't talk <laughs> to people, right? So um, eventually I got involved with the youth ministry because I be- I believed from then <laughs> that the Lord wanted me to work with youth. And so um, our assistant pastor slash youth pastor suggested I go work with the youth ministry. So I did that. And even when I went there, I was just like, I just come here to, to watch. I come here to work. I really come here to have no, no relationship. (laughs) And eventually, like I started to like mentor the girls and stuff like that. And I found that if we're being completely honest, because I had that relationship with some of the girls, some of them honestly don't really care for the things of the Lord right now. But because we have that relationship, they'll come to me and say, like, "This is what I'm struggling with." This is what, I'm, you know, and because we have that relationship, I could say like, well, you know, this is what the Bible says. This is what, you know, do, do you think that makes sense? Do you think the Lord wants you to do that? But because there aren't a lot of other people who have relationships with these people, they would like, if you showed up and said, hey, like, I don't think the Lord wants you to do that. They'd be like, who asked you? <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't ask you and so just having a relationship with these people which a lot of christians don't do like they they might have relationships with the people they want to have relationships with but like Mm -hmm. bus kids they're at my church specifically we have lots of kids who like they don't have food at home they don't have water at home they don't have electricity at home and it's like what do you do do you do you say oh this this child a little dirty Uh, they might dirty my clothes they might steal my car. Like, is that what we do as Christians? Or do we say, okay, this child doesn't have any clothes. I might not be able to buy them clothes, but I could bring them a piece of candy. You know, I could let them know that I'm here if they need anything, if they need like help with their homework, something. These kids are struggling all around and people are struggling all around. And so I feel like ultimately just being willing to have relationships to disciple people and stuff like that is the best way to keep people from getting into situations where they can possibly be canceled. Mm-hmm. So there's that. And then um, what do we do with the people that can potentially be canceled because they've already done the situation? Um, I would say just take them under your wing, Like, because a lot of times if, if you're being canceled, more than likely that means that you were in church before you did the cancel, before you did whatever you did.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I would. I don't think, I feel like churches have more more grace with people that come off the street and say I they have did. children, I have whatever, whatever. Yes. But I, here I am. Right? I feel like they have more grace with those people than the people that they actually know.
0: But yeah.
1: Um, just like taking these people under your ring because like I said they they're going through more than just my wife don't come to church with me no more you know they're going through like having to sleep in bed by themselves having to like if if the husband left and it's just the wife and the children now this wife gotta go pick these children up every day make them lunch make them breakfast make them dinner all these extra things that she might not have done by herself before And I feel like some people just look at it like, oh, she divorced, look at her. Mm. her." So just really, I feel like empathy, empathy is a really big thing. Just realizing what these people are going through and trying to make a difference and be lights really. Because if these people, they fall, they fail and we're not being lights, where do they have to go but the darkness?
0: Yes, I agree. And I, 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 um, one of the things he was talking about, like, people who grow up in church, sometimes like that, that's another thing, like, okay, how we were talking about, um, like some people who don't have the guidance, like they don't know better where to say, um, they don't know better as to say, this is wrong, because I see, I mean, they know it's wrong, but then at the same time, I see my mommy do it, so, I mean, that's the example they have in their life. So they do it. But some people, they grow up in church. And, you know, because they make one mistake, let's say, you know, because I noticed a lot of things, um, one of the things that happen nowadays, as soon as um, Christian children come out of school, they decide to go explore. Mm-hmm let me be adventurous, let me do this, let me do that. And um I don't necessarily see it as a completely bad thing when they have some type of extra guidance. But the thing is, because they grew up in the church, you think, oh, well, they get lessons from Sunday school or probably they went to a Christian school so they should know better. But at the same time, when you see when you see they making these mistakes, these even if it's the small little ones, like whereas, okay, their phone gone off and they playing this such and such a music way, well, you know, like you know, that's that like use the pass aside and you playing this music, what? <laughs> you know, it's kind of I feel like that's kind of some signals whereas like, okay, something's going on, like but, you know, even if you don't feel as if it's your place, whereas because you don't. As a pastor's kid myself, I could say you could never tell what goes on in the lives of people who come who grow up in the church. Why? Because that same mindset whereas, oh, they don't really need my help because their parents is this and you know. Mm-hmm. That that that's kind of the reason why they fall off. And then as soon as they do something where they you could visibly see their sin, oh my gosh, like <laughs> they they these. They, they was like that long time, you know? We, they was lying to us. They, they was like I know that they long. was always like that. I know they was always like that. I hear them playing that song. I hear them playing that. Why are you gonna do nothing when you hear them playing that song? Exactly.
1: Uh, <laughs> I have a, I have a prime example. This person, this person that I'm thinking of, when I first met them, was super spiritual. And right? I don't have any doubts that they're saved. But like, when I first met them, if you talk to them after seven o'clock in the night, they won't end the conversation without saying, make sure you pray, make sure you read a Bible verse, make sure you t- spend time with the Lord, right? And at first, like, don't get me wrong, like I ain't had no real problem with my relationship with God, but I was like, oh, they make me feel like I need to, you know, get a little more spiritual, okay. <laughs> so one time they pull up to church, blasting this music that you can't play in the church, Right? And I was like, you okay? And it seemed as though like no one else addressed the situation. So at first they was like, what you mean? And I was like, what is this? What are you playing? And they tried to drive off. So like, in my opinion, they knew that there was something wrong. Right? And honest, if we're telling the truth, it just been getting worse. But I like i didn't have that type of relationship with the person right so i was like let me find someone who does have that type of relationship and have them you know go talk to the person right so i would i'd be like so um you want to talk to so-and-so because i think they're struggling and people tell me what you mean you, you don't know it's so spiritual what you mean they struggling i was like no i don't i don't think you understand it. they're struggling and they would be like, what you mean they struggling? And I'm just like, I I could see it. I can't explain it. But I could see that this this the spiritual life is dwindling. And mm-hmm. when I tried to explain it to other people, they'd be like, I don't see that. They still come to church. They I'm like coming to church. They still know? dress, they still dress good. They, they still dress they good. still coming <laughs> to church in a suit. And they still coming to church and they have high heels and they make up. So they, they, they look like they straight to, they're straight, still singing in the choir. And I'm like, that does not mean that they ain't struggling. And it took, honestly, like two years of this person struggling for people to finally be like, you, you think something wrong? I'm like, no, don't no, don't, don't, come to me. Because I told y'all this <laughs> two years ago. And they was like, no, but, but it was actually, no, it wasn't this bad two years ago. But if it could have been addressed two years ago, it wouldn't have gotten this bad. But we won't wait until we see, you know, we see them in pornography or something like that. And they'll be like, <gasps> no, no, this was a progression. I think it's really important to be honest with both yourself and anyone that you're mentoring. Cause I feel like a lot of times when people get into sin because like we, we make this imaginary hierarchy Right. And we we make it seem as though like the visible sins are so much worse than the invisible sins Mm -hmm. that like people, they they become uncomfortable to open up about the things that they're struggling with. Yes. Right. And so if you're uncomfortable to open up or you're only comfortable to open up with, like, let's say your peers who might be struggling with the same thing. Like how are you going to get help and i've also noticed that with like people that i mentor like they struggle with all these things and they're struggling for so long right and then when they finally are able to or have the, the determination the courage whatever it is to say like i am struggling with this i get say oh, i struggled with that too and they're like well, what you mean what you mean because they look at it like you so much older than me you look like you have it all together i'm like no we all struggle and i feel like that is definitely it it helps them stay on the right track as they could know like i can struggle and i can still fight the temptation beat the temptation and like you know still live for god i mean yes we all fail sometimes but failure failure is not final
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so i definitely think that is important too. Just being open and honest with anyone that you're mentoring.
0: Yes, I agree. And one of the things that I feel like I do another podcast on this, like another, um, you know, talk. But I feel like this is something I've been. I mean, I've known about it for a while, but I didn't like. I'm like really trying to get into it and research and read about it and everything. Vulnerability. Like I feel as if. Vulnerability is such a, a powerful thing people could practice, especially as a Christian. But we don't do it. Number one, our pride. We don't want nobody say nothing to us. Like, Lord. you know, like you it you high and mighty. I can't say nothing to you, you know? Like,
1: like we whatever. don't want to say him weak, which yeah. We ain't God exactly you know but we don't want to seem weak we don't want people to take advantage of us and I remember um in the college that I used to go to previously the dean of students he would give this example he would say that like people when they get hurt their reflex is to like try to guard themselves and like protect themselves from mm-hmm. the people that are hurting them but he was like instead as Christians we should use the example of Jesus who when people were trying to hurt him instead he spread his arms and and you know died on the cross but he died on the cross with open arms but we as humans we're trying to like protect ourselves when God opened up himself, for us to do whatever we wanted technically technically you yeah. know when you know god is going to protect us ultimately but we're not like we're not willing to be vulnerable enough for his protection
0: yeah and like you say that we have to be able to open up to our people the people we mentor in because how how i supposed to say i know how you feel or how the person supposed to you know feel that when you don't even share nothing from your life you know and i feel like even with the book of ashley like i feel as if this is the most vulnerable thing i've ever done because i feel as if like i sharing like little things that i go through in my life maybe not everybody relates to it but i feel like every time someone always coming to message me and be like oh wow man i didn't even know you were struggling with this too or you know even with conversations i try I try to be wonderful because I'm like, when I had a time period where I wasn't as much, and um, I felt like I was struggling with like so much stuff, and no one knew. Why no one knew? Cause I never said anything. Duh. Like I'm like I, like. like some people, i just like, when I think about it that way, I'm like, wow, <laughs> wow. <laughs> and now that I'm like, okay, like legit, I, I struggle with this thing. Like people would be, look at me and be like, oh, wow. Like I, I didn't even know, like you, you you handled it well. I'm like, okay, yeah, I, this is why uh, this is the person who guided me or this is the examples that they gave me. Just, you know, and I use that as a time to encourage other people or, you know, be a voice for it someone else so like I feel as if that being vulnerable is so powerful because not only that um I feel so free <laughs> I don't feel like nothing holding Freedom me back is, I don't feel is, like I gotta hide spiritual. from anything <laughs> because it's open like I'm like okay get out there.
1: Yeah. I okay. was waiting for you to finish to say that like even if the people can't help you just the the ability to release that burden from your heart yes to god to other people and be like this is what i'm struggling with right just that alone is freeing
0: yes and i feel like even with vulnerability if we allow like if we as christians allow ourselves and others to be vulnerable like we be vulnerable with them they be vulnerable with us cancel culture wouldn't even be a thing like because what I canceling you for I made the same mistake or I made another one like that's that's not even a thing and I feel like this is why too like in society today we we see so much people like they want this okay I love Instagram but you know they have this perfect life whereas they did nothing like it's always happy you don't show any parts of your life with a sad or or you struggling with this or nothing like that because you ain't deciding to be vulnerable, you know, and so I I, I feel as if vulnerability is so important. And I like I said, I'm gonna talk more about it a little later, but I I feel like that's one of the key key things that Christians could do to be more. Of a mentor to get rid of cancer culture altogether, where people feel comfortable enough to actually come to the church again and come not only for people, but come to God. Cause that that's 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 the sole purpose of you coming to church. You know? Also, I I feel like because cancel culture
1: is evident in church. That it can make people feel like God cancels people when he doesn't. Right. So it's one thing for someone to feel uncomfortable to talk to me or you or whatever, because I Karan could cancel me or Amanda could can cancel me or whatever. That's one thing which we also we already don't want to happen. But when people start to think like Christians are canceling me or Christianity has canceled mm-hmm. me, or it in my opinion, it becomes a progression. The Christian people have canceled me. The church has canceled me. So God has probably canceled me too. And so now what happens? They don't want to pray. They don't want to read their Bible. Because it's like, God don't want anything to do with me. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And this is just, it just becomes a downward spiral.
0: Yes. Especially the fact that, you know, like, it's been practiced. It's been practiced. And also, I think it's kind of ridiculous to even think that um, one sin has the strength to cast you so far from God that you could never come back. Like, I find that absolutely ridiculous. No sin has that amount of strength. So, like, when you actually take the time and say, okay, I make mistakes too. Like, think about it, like, that's that that's you know that connect all together like i'm not saying go against the standards of god's word but at the same time you what about grace god gives grace god gives grace Mm -hmm. gives people a chance to either repent give take your time and forgive the person it's not an easy thing but as christ forgave you, so also do ye. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, that that we as Christians need to practice so that we can be Christ-like because that's what Christians mean, Christ-like. Yeah. That's what you're supposed to be trying to practice.
1: And I feel like Christians have to realize, I mean, obviously we don't use the term cancel culture or ostracize in the church, but if someone gets canceled, what do they do? I feel mm-hmm. like because the world will accept that. The streets yes. will accept them, you know. Even if they, even if they repent and they go on the street, the street can accept them however they are, yes. right? So now the church won't accept them, but the streets will. And what do you expect to happen then?
0: Then they go out to the world, and exactly. then that's more racism because you went out there, uh, <laughs> and it's just like absolutely ridiculous. Whereas you know. You see them go out there and you'll be like, okay, come back, like, you know, that, that's what mm-hmm. But, you know, especially, like I say, if you grew up in church, mm-hmm. you know better, you know? You had the guidance, you had the teaching. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that?
1: For the if same reason crazy. I doing it, because for the same reason why it's lie. The same reason why you see me is lie. That's why I do it, because it's sin.
0: And we got to remember that we all sin-filled creatures. Thank you, Karen, for being on Book of Vashti's podcast, the very first one. And I, I really appreciate you being with me today, talking about this very controversial topic. Like I say, it's not necessarily something that we really call it we don't really call it cancer culture but it's something that we practice we never had a name for it <laughs> in the church you know but we, we have it and um for those who don't know karen actually have her own um youtube channel and she's starting to um turning into a podcast as well in candy conversations karen could you tell us more about it
1: sure so the youtube page is i I think it's named after me it's called karen serena karen t -t apostrophe s-a-r-r-i-n-a and i have a series on there called candid conversation i'm thinking about branching it out into its own thing but you know whatever but the purpose of candid conversation is actually called candid conversation with christians and the purpose of it overall is just kind of like to have like what happened today just to have candid conversation about things that Christians don't usually talk about, you know, and I feel like there's a lot of things that we struggle with, we go through that we don't really talk about. Like, what's the right way to date? What's the right way? Like, what do I do if I'm struggling with pornography? What do I, what do I do if, like, I'm not a virgin anymore. I've lost my virginity. Like, how do I recover from that? How do I, whatever, you know, how do I live my life in a secular job as a Christian? Stuff like that so um we already had a series about dating so candid conversation conversation with christians about dating that was quite quite interesting (laughs) so i gathered i think 20 single christian people to talk about dating and just answer questions about like their different perspectives on dating and whether you're willing to date someone with kids and whether you know this well, Like, what about deal breakers and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. So that was interesting. And right now, I have been interviewing people, like one on one, different people in different situations. So, like a pastor's kid, a um, um, woman who, like, she was raised in church. She, technically, based on our conversation, she would have been canceled. <laughs> she have a life of wow. all kinds of stuff. Like, she had to go to rehab, all kinds of things. And now she's back in, like, the regular Christian world. And, like, my question is, how do you function in the regular Christian world? Having spent so many years in this lifestyle. Mm. And, you know, now, like, when people look at her, they don't see a drug addict or a prostitute or anything like that. They see a person. But obviously she's dealing with stuff just trying to be a functioning, like, non-addictive person. Christian and so I feel like there are other Christians who you know might have been addicted to sex or might have been addicted to drugs or whatever it may have been and now they're in the regular Christian world trying to function like the rest of us when it probably takes a lot more for them to function than it does for me so just interviewing different people and I'm also like looking to starting doing other series about different things so there's that we're on Facebook not Facebook we're on youtube and we're on instagram and ultimately i just want to have like candid conversation to cultivate communication between christians and to just grow from each other and each other's experiences and stuff like that yes
0: yes yes i honestly listening to candid conversations i can tell you this it, this will be some interesting some interesting <laughs> interesting comments um topics and even just like just like everything like i just was kind of shocked some of them and i just like wow you know opinions those opinions Mm -hmm. wow and i feel
1: like we all have to realize that like yes we all accept jesus christ yes mm -hmm. but we're different denominations we're from different countries we're from different cultures and so we might see things differently like a Bohemian, man, a Bohemian Christian man might say, I ain't marrying you if you can't cook." I ain't <laughs> marrying <laughs> The Lord can't tell me. <laughs> oh, one, one specific thing that happened. we I think I had asked like, men, how do you feel about women who don't like see the need to dress up, right? The Bohemian man was like, nope, nope. <laughs> One guy was like, my mommy tell me that's laziness. That's <laughs> laziness. Right? Whereas the American men were just like, I mean, if she don't want to dress up, then, you know? And I was just like, oh. Wow. Everyone in the conversation is a Christian. Everyone in the conversation has accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. And I was just like, oh. Wow.
0: <laughs> wow. Like I say, guys, it was interesting. I don't think I listened to that one. I should never look (laughs) for that. But anyway, so um, thank you again, Karen, for being on on Book of Ashley's first podcast. Honestly, I hope to see you again. I am planning to see you again. So um, thank you again for being with us. And um, join us next time for the next podcast.